AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. With me, as always, is Charles W. Chuckers Bryant. And that makes this Stuff You Should Know. I'm always here for you, Josh. Uh, Yeah, hey. Hey, <laughs> I'm, yeah, glad, whatever. I'm glad you are, Chuck. Sure. This is um, day two, ep- episode two in the new studio. Yes. The walls are closing in on us. I kind of like it in here now. I'm already used to it. Chuck. Josh. Um, so the Bible's been popping up in my life a lot lately. Really? Yeah. How so? Um, you, me, and I just started subscribing to Harper's Okay. monthly, weekly, one of those two. Uh-huh. It's like this magazine from like 1889. Yeah, I know it. Okay. Um, and in the first article of the first issue that we got, it's, um, there's a, an, there's, I guess, a notes section uh-huh. by a guy who says that the Old Testament is an allegory for the Neolithic Revolution. Remember really? where we went from hunting and gathering uh-huh. to a- agriculture? Sure. And it, he made some really cool points, right? Interesting. Um, like, for example, Cain and Abel. Abel was a herdsman. Cain was a farmer. Cain murdered Abel. Yeah. Right? Slew. So he slew him. Uh-huh. Uh, first murder ever, as far as we know. Oh, really? Oh, that's right. Yes. Um, I can't remember what he said about Adam and Eve, but basically, like, that's the beginning where we... It was actually kind of a cautionary tale. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, like be careful. There's all this other stuff associated with agriculture that you're not seeing. Right. Um, so I found that intensely interesting. Then you suggest we do one on the Jefferson Bible. And I'm like, what is going on here? Right? Right. Third one. Number three. This elderly woman, by all rights, she's in her 80s, 90s. Okay. Spitfire lady still, though. Sure. Doesn't like to use a blinker when she stops suddenly in parking lots when I'm right behind her. They never do. Um, so I went around her. I was... A little irritated, and I wanted her to know it. She lays on her horn, really, and I just stick my head out, and I'm like, "Be quiet!" And like, go and park. <laughs> Shut right? You did not. I go and park, and uh, I go into the into the um into Publix. Be quiet. <laughs> this, this woman comes and finds me. Oh my goodness! And is like, "Are you the, the sir? Are you the gentleman who went around me in traffic and blah blah blah?" And she's like berating me loudly in the middle of Publix. You said, "I'm no gentleman." So finally, she ends it with, you need to get to church. <laughs> and I, I was That's like, not true. I swear to God. 
Wow. I'm not kidding you. My friend Tom, my BFF Tom, uh-huh. was on the phone with me. He can verify this. And you said Betty White is coming after me in a Publix. I wish this was Betty White. This woman was terrifying. Wow. She was wearing like clam diggers <laughs> with um, white socks pulled up, black wow. SAS shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, her skin hung loose. And she had fire in her eyes. She wanted to kill me. What did you say? Did you reply anything or did you just sheepishly? I'd rather, I wasn't sheepish. You're not going to say what you said. You're going to tell me afterward though, right? Sure. Okay. But I was, I wasn't sheepish. I wasn't like entirely mean, but I didn't, I didn't, frankly, as you know, I quit the Boy Scouts because I think that it's a bad idea to just give blanket respect to, to the old people because they're old. Okay. I've met some old jerks in my time, and this True. woman yeah, was actually yeah. one of them. So, yeah. Yeah. But that's this week, man. Three. That's an exciting week. I never talk about the Bible. It never comes up. Church never comes up. Yeah. But here we are. All right. Chuck, did Thomas Jefferson write or, or rewrite the Bible? Fact or fiction? Hey, that's old school. Yeah. Uh, Josh, that is faction because <laughs> he, um, he did not rewrite the Bible, but he did cobble together his own version of the Bible that he thought was um, valid and, and should be read. And fitting. I'll just say that. Which is actually, if you think about it, a really, a pretty pretentious and arrogant thing to do. Yeah, this wouldn't go over well in today's uh, president. If, you, if someone said Obama... Um, put together, yeah. you know, different parts of the Bible and said that this was what I think the Bible should be, he wouldn't last too long. No, I don't think it would have ever gone over. If Taft had done it, he would have been, like, run yeah. out of town on a rail. Like, you can't do that. Yeah, as the early person. days, so you'd get away with anything back then. I suspect that Thomas Jefferson had um, Asperger's. Okay. From some of his, uh, some of his, um, his demeanor, the way he carried himself, his incredibly high level of intellect. Uh-huh. Um, I, I suspect that he had some something along those lines, right? He might have. You can also say that he could not have cared less what people thought of him. No. He did his own thing. Yeah. Highly intelligent guy. Um, and like you said, if, if, if it had come out that a president had done that, a lot of people are unaware of this, that it, it wouldn't go over very well. Which is why he didn't let it out. I don't know that that's why he didn't let it out. I think he just was doing it for himself, right. genuinely. Well, I don't think he, he was trying to be secretive about it. But you were saying like it wouldn't go over well today. There's kind. It's kind of um, fashionable in certain quarters to point out that the founding fathers were bent on founding a Christian nation. Right. It's a very contentious thing to say. Although a lot of people, that's how they see right. the United States. Right. Yeah. I think Thomas Jefferson cutting up the Bible and cutting out all the miracles and, and right. what he considered gobbledygook yeah, yeah. kind of undermines that argument a little bit, don't you think? Well, he was a deist. It's a good time to bring that up. Uh-huh. George Washington was a deist. Benjamin Franklin. And a deist. These are what, what we call founders, I right. believe. They, are, uh, they differ from traditional Christians because they reject um, miracles, basically, a lot of the prophecies. And they, uh, it says here they embrace the notion of a well-ordered universe created by God but God then withdrew into detached transcendence. So right. they believe, like a lot of things Christians believe, but a, lo- a lot of people at the time said this was a way for you to reconcile your Christianity with 
all these amazing new scientific findings that we're finding that kind of fly in the face mm-hmm. of Christianity. Right. And deism was the enlightenment religion, right? Yeah. Um, and basically the way it looked at God is there's a creator God, but he's kind of like a clockmaker. And he right. created this clock of a universe, wound it up, and just stood back to, to watch it go. That's a great way to say it. Uh, and do you remember like in the really uber paranoid late 90s, right before the millennium, there's yeah, yeah. like kind of a concept that the universe is a, um, uh, the result of an alien experiment. Right. That's kind of like a, in the same uh-huh. vein, actually. There's some higher power. Right. That doesn't have a hand in our individual lives, but it was started. created all yeah. Of this. Yeah. Pretty interesting. It is. So, so that was TJ. That was TJ. MBF and GW. T Jeff. That's what he, his nickname today would be T Jeff. His nickname today is T Jeff. <laughs> As of now. Yeah. So, um, he also was the, he penned the Declaration of Independence, we should say, which most people know. He was also the one who, who first elucidated the, um, Wall of separation between church and state. Yeah, not it did not come from the Constitution. No, but he. So there's this uh, Baptist Convention of Danbury. Yes, right? the uh, Connecticut Committee of the Danbury Baptist Association. And they wrote to Jefferson saying, "Is this a Christian nation or not?" Basically, he went, "Eh, sort of." <laughs> he basically pointed to no. He said, "He said, he said no." I, I, I'm sure you agree with me that religion is between a man and his God, right? And really eloquently said, "No, there's a First Amendment. There's a there, there's a clause in the First Amendment that says that that um, Congress won't um, establish a religion." Mm-hmm. And so I, Thomas Jefferson, as president and one of the guys who wrote that, right see it as a wall of separation between church and state. Yeah. He thought it was a very, very personal thing, religion was. Spirituality was a very personal thing, and yeah. no one should step in and tell you what to think about it. Right. It's so personal that he decided to craft his own Bible. Yes. And one of the reasons he did this, because, um, like we said, he was a deist. Deist or deist? Deist. I think you can go either way. All right. He's a deist. And he was also very skeptical of who wrote the Bible, uh, the Gospels in particular. He thought they were, quote, unlettered and ignorant. Yeah, basically how he saw the um, Bible writers um, were... Evangelists. That's where the name comes from. Yeah. Those were the Gospel writers. But they were also um, Platonics. They followed Plato. Right. And wrote around the time of Plato. Mm -hmm. Um, And they... Remember when we were talking about, like, Halloween, Christmas, Easter... All um, the pagan holidays. Yeah, they're all pagan holidays <laughs> yeah. that we've adopted and Christianized in, right. in, in an effort. Um, Easter's to, not to there, get, right? Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah, spring harvest. Oh, right. Or spring um, equinox. Vernal equinox, I think is what it's called, right? Yeah. Vernal and autumnal. Yes, vernal equinox. And Esoterra was a pagan goddess. Right. Anyway, um, it, this is the, this is how he viewed the, the Bible being written like... Like there was a uh, there was a person named Jesus mm-hmm. of Nazareth. Sure, he walked. Awesome guy, great um, philosopher, incredible philosopher. Mm-hmm. Had uh, this amazing moral code. Great and drummer, what, right? <laughs> um, and then uh, and espoused it to people uh-huh. uh, who remembered it, passed it down orally, and then somebody finally wrote it down. Right. But when they were trying to write it down, they were also trying to establish a church. Sure. And um, so they added some magic so that they could. They could bring the pagans into the fold. A.K.A. miracles. Yes. And he also believed, and this is where he he really wouldn't jibe with today's uh, system as a politician. Mm-hmm. He did not believe in the divinity of Jesus Christ. He did not believe 
that he was the son of God. Right. He thought that he was like Plato, essentially, like a, a spot-on philosopher. But he thought a lot of him. He said, um, he wrote a letter to John Adams in 1813 and said that the book that he ended up putting together, mm-hmm. which we'll get into the nuts and bolts of that, but he said, he called it the most sublime and benevolent code of morals which has ever been offered to man. Yeah, Jesus's philosophy. Yeah, so he clearly thought a lot of, of Jesus's philosophy. And he thought a lot of the, uh, the Greek, um, philosophers. And I imagine other religious philosophers as well, but what he was saying was that what Jesus had come up with was yeah. as good as it gets. He kind of bashed Plato, though. Did you see that? Yeah, he, he read Plato in the original Greek and was like, meh. Yeah, exactly. He found it lackluster. Yeah. Like, oh, well, guess he's hard to please. He read the Bible and he cut it down to 46 pages. <laughs> he did. Christopher Hitchens put it like this. And you know I Christopher Hitchens. That, yeah. he, he's not a... He's not a big guy on, on religion. No. He kind of actively combats it. But yeah, um, on, there's a 46 second clip on YouTube of Christopher Hitchens debating somebody. Uh, and he describes the Jefferson Bible as what was left after Jefferson took a pair of scissors and cut out anything that could not, by any intelligent person, be believed. It makes for a slender, convenient read. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, if you hate Christopher Hitchens, this is no surprise to you. If you love Christopher (laughs) Hitchens, this is no surprise. Yes, but he got one thing wrong. He apparently used a razor and not scissors. Small detail. Right. Well, literally, he went through and was was scratching stuff out. Oh, really? And then I think he went back and started cutting stuff out. Well, he probably, he found himself scratching so much out, it got tiresome. He's like, I should just see, cut out what I do like. Instead of scratching out what I don't like, because <laughs> like, oh, yeah. all told, there are thirty-one thousand one hundred and three Bible verses, numbered Bible verses. Right, but he was just doing the New Testament, so we're talking seven thousand nine hundred and fifty-seven. Right, and specifically the Gospels of uh, Matthew and Luke, mm-hmm. which there, well, there was more than that, but he he used a lot for Matthew and Luke, two thousand two hundred twenty-two in Matthew and Luke, and all told, he only had the Jefferson Bible only had nine hundred ninety. Right. Verses. Hey, everybody. Do you love hosting gatherings and you thought to yourself, what is the most interesting conversation piece I can put on my bar? Well, don't answer yet because we've got the answer for you. It's called Bartesian. That's right. Bartesian creates bar quality cocktails on demand, providing an effortless way to enjoy and serve premium cocktails at home with the touch of a button. That's right. Each cocktail capsule has been mixologist designed with your taste in mind. They're made with real juices, extracts, and bitters, and no artificial colors or ingredients. And they work with your preferred spirits brands. That's right. All you have to do is insert your capsule into your Bartesian, select your preferred strength from mocktail, light, regular, or strong, and enjoy a perfectly crafted cocktail in under 30 seconds. Plus, there's a lot to choose from. Bartesian offers over 60 cocktails with new releases and limited season varieties throughout the year. Plus, you can set up a subscription so that you always have great cocktails on hand. So order your Bartesian today at bartesian.com slash cocktail. That's B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N dot com slash cocktail. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zikazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh. <laughs> 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun! Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. So he definitely pared down quite a bit. Big time. He um he the, took the out Cliff everything Snugs about edition. he yeah and he took he took out everything about um Christ's birth uh, the virgin birth yeah that was gone he left in the crucifixion but it ends at the burial there's no resurrection yeah basically the the last verse was um John 19 and they ended it his book ends with they rolled the stone in front of the sepulcher and uh, the end the end. <laughs> Uh, he he left a lot of the Last Supper in, but kept the uh, part of the Eucharist out. Right, like, this is my body, and which is the sacrament, my blood, and sure. all that. Yeah. Um, so basically, he just kept in basically the life and times of Jesus of Nazareth and his philosophy. Yeah, they in the article that he left what they called what he considered genuine events, like the Sermon on the Mount, certain parables, the way to live your life. And see, that's always been my deal. I don't want to get too personal. But you know I was raised I Baptist. Think after the last 200 episodes, <laughs> it's a little late different. for that. Yeah, I was raised Southern Baptist, and uh, it wasn't the best experience for me. But I still say, I still maintain that the Bible has is a great moral code, and there's lots of great parables that teach you how you should act as a human. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> apparently I'm in Jefferson's camp because that's what he ended up using. Sure. As uh, he ended up calling it initially the philosophy of Jesus of Nazareth. And then change that title later to the life and morals of Jesus of Nazareth. Right. And then uh, in the 1910 edition, there was a subtitle, or how to get by in Queens on a dime a day. <laughs> how long have you been working on that one? Just now, man. <laughs> really? Yeah. Shut up. No, seriously. So um, it clearly wasn't called How to Win Fl- uh, Friends and Influence People because he, he this probably wasn't a very popular thing to do even back then. No, it, I'm sure it would have the same effect as uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People, though. Yeah. Uh, but he did keep it quiet. Um, he said it was for himself. Again, I don't think he kept it quiet. I think he he was just keeping it for himself. I disagree with part A of the sentence you just said, but agree with part B. Thank you. Yeah. I have a quote from him if you want to hear from the man himself. I do. Uh, Josh is wrong. No, sorry. <laughs> he said, I performed the operation for my own use by cutting verse uh, by verse out of the printed book and arranging the matter, which is evidently his, and which is as e- easily distinguished as diamonds in a dunghill. Mm-hmm. That's kind of harsh. But he's yeah. saying that the stuff that really came from Jesus' mouth right. is the gold, the diamonds, and the dunghill. So he extracted all that. Right. And, and that was what he believed in. Well, yeah, he thought the Platonics were sellouts. That yeah. they should have just, you know, maybe not added quite so much. So what happened to it, Josh? What happened to it was it basically, again, he did it for himself. Um, I think I, I, I read a reference that he did it kind of on a whim or in, um, uh, in response to a question from a friend of his, Dr. Benjamin Rush. Oh, he yeah. said, like, how would you characterize your view of Christianity? So he went about doing that. I think that's where got he got the scissors. idea. Yeah, exactly. Got a razor. Um, and it was in his private library, which apparently somebody inherited, and a Smithsonian librarian came across it. 
Yes, what Cyrus, I found, Cyrus Adler. What I found funny is Cyrus Adler is a uh, government employee. I came across this and was like, oh, I'm going to sell this to the Library of Congress. Right. You know? And they so, bought it. Yeah, they did. And they started putting it in print. Congress ordered it in print. Um, Thomas Jefferson is considered the father of the Senate. Yeah. Uh, he was the first vice president. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, and he wrote the rules of the Senate. Right. Uh, that are still in use today. Uh, he just did it because he was bored one day. Sure. Asperger's. Same reason he cut up the Bible. Yeah. Um, and so Congress, um, Congress started publishing, I think it published like 9,000 copies. Yeah. And even still today, it's um, a customary welcome gift to new members of Congress. I find that interesting. Yeah. A lot of the same Congress who are like, this is a Christian nation. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, it's still in there. That's that's the diamond. But it is very interesting that they would give an altered version of the Bible as a gift. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not as odd as if they were to give, like, Aleister Crowley's memoirs. <laughs> right. But it was definitely a little odd. I, I, when I read that, I, I was slightly shocked. Yeah. Well, it, it, it kind of comes, it kind of reveals a certain disingenuousness, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Possibly. Hey, everybody. Do you love hosting gatherings? And you thought to yourself, what is the most interesting conversation piece I can put on my bar? Well, don't answer yet because we've got the answer for you. It's called Bartesian. That's right. Bartesian creates bar quality cocktails on demand, providing an effortless way to enjoy and serve premium cocktails at home with the touch of a button. That's right. Each cocktail capsule has been mixologist designed with your taste in mind. They're made with real juices, extracts, and bitters, and no artificial colors or ingredients. And they work with your preferred spirits brands. That's right. All you have to do is insert your capsule into your Bartesian, select your preferred strength from mocktail, light, regular, or strong, and enjoy a perfectly crafted cocktail in under 30 seconds. Plus, there's a lot to choose from. Bartesian offers over 60 cocktails with new releases and limited season varieties throughout the year. Plus, you can set up a subscription so that you always have great cocktails on hand. So order your Bartesian today at bartesian.com slash cocktail. That's B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N dot com slash cocktail. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Makes you think, at least. Well, and it lets you know what was in Thomas Jefferson's mind. And he's easily one of the most fascinating historical figures we have. Yeah. You got anything else? No. If you uh, want to know more about the Jefferson Bible, you can read this pretty cool article by uh, Jane McGrath. You can find it online. The whole Bible. You can do both. How about? Sure. Well, let's get some people to the site first. Okay? Yeah, that's true. Uh, you just type in Jefferson Bible in the handy search bar at HowStuffWorks.com. Uh, and then after that, you might as well just go read the Jefferson Bible, right? Yes. 
Yes. Which leads us to listener questions. So, yeah, we, we put out a call on Facebook a couple of weeks ago for questions, and we got bombarded. So we're actually having to do this in installments because there were a lot of good questions. These are the this, – really? We need new questions, man. These, no, no, no. These no, are, old. No, these are brand new. Oh, um, they are. You're lying. <laughs> two weeks ago, but they're still new because we haven't used them. So we're going to bust through a lot of these pretty quickly. Uh, Chuck says, who's taller between Josh, Chuckers, and Jerry? Uh, Josh is the tallest at a robust six feet or so. Mm-hmm. I'm six about, feet on the nose. I'm about 5'10". Jerry, how tall are you? Jerry's 5'8". Five five eight. Eight. Behind so, the curtain, Jerry's 5'8". Go ahead. I've got one from Colin. Uh, who would win in a fist fight, Ira Glass or Josh? I think it would be a... Um, we can actually size... We sized them up physically in person now. I think it would be like a, um, a humiliating slap fight for both guys. <laughs> right. I don't know that there would be a fight. It would be more like... Um, do you remember uh, Adam Goldberg in uh, Days and Confused? Yes. Do you remember when he's Great being pulled scene. off? Uh-huh. Or when, when um, Nikki Katz uh-huh. is being pulled off of him? Yeah. I think it would be like that, but both of us. Yeah. Both of us is Adam Goldberg. Right. Yeah. Uh, Trip says, uh, can you finally reveal the name of the big box appliance store that um, did not do Chuck right with his extended warranty? I don't think that that would be very smart. Do you know that even I don't know what it is? I don't think that would be very brand smart to do, Josh. So I'm not going to. <laughs> Thank you, Trip, for the question. Wow. Chuck. Uh, I'm not reading this one. Okay. So here's another one from Natalie. Uh, would you consider doing a six degrees of separation from your listeners? I go first. My sister Kathleen went to Redan High School with Chuck. Kathleen Egan. Awesome. So that's not a question. It even ends in an exclamation point. Yeah. I got it. Tom says, what's it like being so old, Chuck? Tom, it is awesome. Go ahead. Okay. Here's one from Hannah. Which is better, cake or pie? What do you call a soft drink? I call it soda. My hubby calls it pop. That's two questions. I call it Coke. I call it Coke as well. I grew up calling it pop. Yeah. Uh, what's better, cake and pie? Uh, actually, there's nothing better than a good cake pie. Yeah. I like cake. Cake pie. I like pie, too. Brittany. Oh, this is Brittany from New York. And actually, to answer that question, pie is better. Okay. Remember Brittany? Brit Brit? Yes. Uh, Brittany says, does Hippie Rob participate in the SYSK drinking game, which we don't sanction? No one knows where Hippie Rob is. And if so, is he the all-time record holder? Uh, I don't I even know that Hippie Rob knows that SYSK exists. No, of course he doesn't. I don't think he does. Uh, so this one's from Bobby. What are your favorite bands of all times or your favorite songs? My favorite band of all time, clear winner, is the Pixies. Chuck? Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll probably go with like The Who or Pavement. Maybe Zeppelin. Meh. Meh. Uh, Brianna, our, our favorite uh, fan, Brianna, says, what were your first impressions of each other? I thought Josh was like me when I first met him, and it turns out he sort of is, and he's sort of not. That's <laughs> not true at all. No, I knew we were like fellow... Um, I thought you were a cool guy. Reformed uh, bad boys. <laughs> yeah, You had that pack of cigarettes rolled up in your sleeve. That yeah. was the dead giveaway. I've got one from Ebba. How does Jerry work? She doesn't. Oh, not true. Go ahead. Um, Christopher, what's it like living in Hotlanta, particularly now that the summer's starting? It is awful. And I grew up here, and yeah, it's, it's nasty. still awful, and it's not like you get used no, to it. No, it's gotten exponentially worse, yeah. even since I moved down here in 1990. It's terrible. You can't breathe. It's like you're swimming outside. Yeah. Uh, I got one more. Shoot. 
Uh, this one is from Mark. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Flying. Invisibility. Okay. Well, those are the questions. Thank well, no, you I'm not done yet. Okay. i got two more quick ones, Josh. Sean says, would you like cheese with that? Always, of course, is the answer to that question. Okay. And uh, Joe says, what is the best, most unique piece of free swag anyone has sent you? And I think we just got it this week. Yeah. I'm going to have to go with the root suit. Are you? Yeah. The root suit, for those of you that are always Sunny in Philadelphia fans, is the Green Man costume mm-hmm. that Charlie wears. Mm-hmm. And so I requested a Green Man outfit. And you won't take it off. And I got it, and I wrote the guy today and said, thank you so much for the Green Man thing. I'm really excited. And he said, your life, your new life begins now. Your new life of leaving absolutely nothing to the imagination, Chuck. <laughs> yeah. It's disturbing. Nobody wants to see this. So uh, if you have a question for us, go join our Facebook fan page, Jerk. It's uh, facebook.com, yada, yada, stuff you should know. Follow us on Twitter, uh, SYSK Podcast. And as always, you can send us an email. We still like those. It's very, you know, late 90s, but still, it, it's cute. Uh, you can send it to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Want more HowStuffWorks? Check out our blogs on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Hey, everybody. Do you love hosting gatherings and you thought to yourself, what is the most interesting conversation piece I can put on my bar? Well, don't answer yet because we've got the answer for you. It's called Bartesian. That's right. Bartesian creates bar-quality cocktails on demand, providing an effortless way to enjoy and serve premium cocktails at home with the touch of a button. That's right. Each cocktail capsule has been mixologist-designed with your taste in mind. They're made with real juices, extracts, and bitters, and no artificial colors or ingredients. And they work with your preferred spirits brands. That's right. All you have to do is insert your capsule into your Bartesian, select your preferred strength from mocktail, light, regular, or strong, and enjoy a perfectly crafted cocktail in under 30 seconds. Plus, there's a lot to choose from. Bartesian offers over 60 cocktails with new releases and limited season varieties throughout the year. Plus, you can set up a subscription so that you always have great cocktails on hand. So order your Bartesian today at bartesian.com slash cocktail. That's B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N dot com slash cocktail. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today.